0: welcome to another special episode of becoming the protagonist by the protectors podcast what is a protagonist to me a protagonist is the hero of their story the main character and my next guest here is the absolute protagonist of his story. He is the hero of his story. But not only his story, but those around him and his family and now the people that are reading his books. So he is a true protagonist. Welcome to the show, Colin. How you doing? I'm doing great. How you doing? I'm doing great, man. I'm doing a lot better this week after I'm done with my 12-hour walk.
1: <laughs> nice. Did uh, how, how did it go for you?
0: It went pretty good. Now, I... You know, a little bit of backstory about me is I had a health crisis about six months ago, kind of completely shifted my, my train of thought. I've lost 40 pounds since I've been working out all the time. I, I, you know, I was lucky enough to get an advanced reader's copy of your book and I read it and I said, you know what, I'm going to do a 12 hour walk. And I went out there with the expectations that I wanted to try to do 30 miles. I have a really great trail next to me and I'm going to like, Hey, you know what? I'm going to go out there. I'm going to walk this trail. It's, it goes 45 miles complete. I'm going to do the last half of it, which is, you know, 30 miles. And I'm doing the 12-hour walk, and I get to about mile 25, 26, and I'm like, "Ah, you know what? I think I'm good. And I was about 12 hours. I was about 11 11 and a half hours in, and I said, you know what? It was good, but, you know, we'll get more into the 12-hour walk in a little while. But to me, it was, I'd like to say it was life-changing. It was because it has me thinking about other events I'm going to do. It has me motivated. I'm going to do it. My next up is a century bike ride. I'm going to do the Murph Challenge. I've never done one of those before. I'm looking for the next adventure, as if you want to say it.
1: Love it, man. Well, look, it's, uh, as I say in the book, and, and as you know, it's not about how far you go. You know, it's about committing to the 12 hours. It's about spending that time not just uh, walking, but also in the solitude and the silence of your own mind and having those breakthroughs. I know you're interviewing me, but I got to ask, um, what, uh, what came up for you? So on the, on the sort of mental side, you know, really the book and the, the movement of the 12-hour walk, I love to say it's, it's really training your mind more than anything. It's about mindset. It's about that mindset
0: shift. I, you know what? I knew you were going to turn this back on me. I knew it, but Hey, here's what really happened is like, I'm 49 and about 150 plus days, I'm going to hit 50. And as I'm walking, you know, I've changed my perspective a lot over the years, even before this health issue I had, but it's changed a lot as I'm growing into this next half century. And when I got there, I started thinking a lot more about the little things that have been in my life. And, you know, as with podcasts and with social media, you have to use it. But I think I was using it a little too much. I was a little too much, you know, perusing the Internet a little too much. I was I was shifting back to what I call my professional resume, trying to build that up in my life. And I started thinking a lot about, you know, this next phase really does need to just be kind of more therapeutic and not so much data driven, if that makes any sense.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah, I get that. If you could sum up the 12-hour walk experience in one word, what what would you say?
0: Intense. Intense, Intense, because I did a lot of reflection. And I've done, you know, I almost equated it, like when you're doing a road trip, I usually stick on like the 80s music and I backtracked my life back to like my childhood. But when you take out the variable of no music, no audio, and you get your senses back, and you can actually listen, and you can actually like, you know, just be, have your own thoughts, not invaded by anything other than like audio and music or people. And just being solo for 12 hours was such a great experience. The only conversation I had was, you know, great thing about where I'm at is I could stop and get lunch. I could stop and get snacks and be like, Hey, here's my card. Good. Thank you. And that's it. But for 12 hours to just get out there and not be plugged in, it's very intense, especially when, you know, If you're someone like me, you're always multitasking and not to multitask for 12 hours was just a great experience.
1: Well, I'm I'm so glad to hear it. As you know from reading the book, my goal is to inspire 10 million people uh, to take the 12 hour walk, and um, you will always be one of the very first because you had an advanced copy of the book and you think you went out there and walked before even the book was out, or maybe the day the book came out. So uh, that that's amazing, man. I'm I'm glad you are uh, one of the early adopters. I got thousands of people signed up going, um, you know, every day this month and into into the next month. So it's uh it's fun. It's been a great joy to bring this bring this story, uh, bring the book book. book to life uh and and the global movement
0: it is a movement i've been having a a ton of people reaching out to me and they're like well you know i don't know how far i'm gonna go and i'm like look the first thing i learned you know as soon as i hit like you know six hours in i started doing uphill and i was like you know maybe it's really not about the distance (laughs) Uh exactly it's not (laughs) it's the last six hours of my trip or the last five uh of walking were like all uphill and i was like wow It's not about the distance, so but you can take it. You can take the distance if you like. But well look,
1: my seventy my 77-year-old mother-in-law did the twelve-hour walk. And for her, that looked like walking one time around her block and then sitting on her front porch in in stillness and silence in her head. And she maybe completed one mile. You know, my ultra marathon buddy, I think he did like 48 or 50 miles or something like that um and the truth of the matter is is neither one of them is doing the 12-hour walk better uh, or worse than the other one it, they're both completing it they're both training their mind and as the subtitle of the book says invest one day conquer your mind and unlock your best life
0: yeah and the thing about the book too is as i'm reading it, it's like you have to schedule it and i did have it scheduled for a sunday I was like, you know what? This isn't going to really be, you know, I'm going to be able to do it on a Sunday. It's, you know, I'm going to do this. I'm not going to have work. But then I said, you know what? I'm going to take a day off of work. I'm going to get up super early. I'm going to get out there. I got out. I stepped off at 430 in the morning. And one thing I would tell people is start early in the morning. Because to me, there's nothing like that early morning where it's like this before the sun comes up, the birds are chirping. You know, that's one thing I did. I did stop and take a video of that. Listening to the birds again. You know how long it's been like living in a city-type area and getting out there and seeing fox, seeing deer, and seeing this and that? And I'm like, this is incredible. I haven't done this since I was a kid.
1: Yeah, it's amazing how many people that have completed the walk that tell me you know, I drive down this stream street in my neighborhood every single day, but I haven't noticed this or I haven't I've been lived here 10 years. You know, something about slowing down, being on foot. Um, I had a guy uh, come up to me and recently share his story of the 12 hour walk a few days ago. Um, he heard about it while he was uh, listening to a podcast driving home from work. And he literally, while he was in traffic, he said he went on the website, went on a 12hourwalk.com, signed up for the walk, and he signed up for it that day. He got home and told his wife, he said, Sorry, honey, um, need to eat a quick dinner because I'm going out for a 12-hour walk. So, what are you talking about? And she said, Yeah, it's this, it's this concept. Um, I need this in my life right now. And he literally left at 6 PM saw the sunset walk through the entire night and came back home at 6 a.m. So he might have been the very first, uh, you know, through the nighter. But he again, you know, the stillness, the silence, the quiet, you know, no matter how you do it. Um, but I just love that that people and, and that's what I always wanted. Look, the book, there's so much, you know, we get into the stories of the book and we can shift into that. But, you know, the book is is about the walk. It's about encouraging people to take this walk. But it's told through the lens of, you know, rich adventure stories, you know, page turning adventures from me solo walking across Antarctica. Or rowing a boat across Drake Passage, all the various ups and downs and limiting beliefs and challenges that I've faced um, in, in my life. And so there's more to the book than that. But I also love that the walk, you know, we're we're whatever, five or so minutes into this conversation. It's like the walk itself, you know, the call to action can be summed up in a single sentence. It's like walk out your front door, put your phone in airplane mode and walk for 12 hours. And then, you know, sub, subtext. Take as many breaks you need. Sit down, rest. Like this is not a race, but it's about committing to 12 hours in the stillness and silence in our busy world. We don't get enough time to tap into ourselves. And what I found is the, you know, you can read lots of books and there's lots of wisdom in the books, but the how to actually calcify um and, and really feel that and a viscery-felt experience is by doing this yourself, by actually battling your own challenges, your own demons, your own body and mind, and coming out the other end like it sounds like you did, Jason, fulfilled. Um and and, and as you to use your own words, the life-changing.
0: The thing about it too is it's an every person can do this. It's every person. You said your grandmother did it. Your ultra marathon friend. Anybody could do it. <clears throat> I'm gonna backtrack it till Father's Day, and I need things like this. I need events like this to really kind of it. It pushes me. And for someone who's had different perspectives of life, you know, whether it's been in war or through law enforcement or whatever, over the past uh, three decades, it's different to have a new perspective where it's just about pushing myself. And I remember it was Friday before Father's Day. And I'm a big ruck rucker. I love rucking. And I said, you know what I'm going to do Sunday? Instead of getting up and getting a big breakfast in my belly and hanging out, I'm going to get up. I'm going to show my kids that I could do something else. So I put a 55-pound ruck in, and I walked to the Lincoln Memorial. It's 13 miles. And I was like, you know what? This is good. I need more of this. And then all of a sudden, I get your book. And I'm like, okay, okay, Hmm. here's the next level for me. But you read your book, you do the 12-hour walk, and it's a start. It's a start to a whole new adventure thing. Now, granted, not everybody's going to be Colin O'Brady and doing all these massive feats throughout the world. But to me, it it starts off something different. So I'll do a Murph challenge, which is a workout of the day in in regards to Lieutenant Michael Murphy, who died in Afghanistan. But then I'm also going to do a century bike ride, which is 100 miles in a day. And then I'm going to find something else to do. I'm going to keep doing it is because I need stuff like the 12 hour walk and everybody could do it.
1: Absolutely. And I, and I love, you know, I love that you're, you're applying it to challenges and to endurance challenges. Obviously I'm very passionate about that through the expeditions and things that I've done in my life, but I opened the book by asking a question, which is, you know, what's your Everest? Um, and it's a question I've asked to school kids through my new profit. It's I've asked it to executives and, you know, fortune 100 CEOs. It's a question I think is valuable for all of us. And it comes from, you know, my childhood dream was to climb Mount Everest, you know, so it's easy for me to say what, you know, I, that's what I want to do, but I don't expect everyone to want to climb mountains or even to do endurance challenges, right? Like this isn't just about endurance challenges. This is for uh, a, a look inward to ask yourself, well. What is my efforts? You know, what do I want to achieve? What do, how, what does fulfillment look like for me? What does my best life look like? Is that making millions of dollars? Is that impacting millions of life? Is that starting a business? Um, is that, you know, creativity, entrepreneurship, music, love, family? Like there's no right answer to this question. But the 12-hour walk universally helps to solve and, and answer that question for yourself. Not only what is your Everest, but if you know what your Everest is, it helps you solve how to get there. And again, the the book in richer detail breaks through those steps and the common limiting beliefs that I find that that hold most of us back. You know, I don't have enough money, I don't have enough time, I'm not strong enough. What if I fail? People are going to criticize me, right? All these kind of common limiting beliefs that are that are holding mm-hmm. us all back. Um, and uh, it, it, it's uh, it's interesting um, uh, to to see, and I love that you're applying it. To these other challenges, because of course that that speaks directly to, to my passion and my heart. But I also want to broaden the aperture. Which is, if you're if you're on the edge of your seat thinking, should I start that business? I don't know. Should I play it safe? Should I this? Like, go do the twelve hour walk. Ask yourself that question on hour six, hour seven, hour ever eight in the silence and stillness of your own mind. You know, overcome some of those limiting beliefs. As the subtitle again says, conquer your mind. And I don't have the right answer for you, but you already have the answer. You have the answer to those biz questions in yourself. But so often with social media, with, with uh, you know, constant to-do lists, responsibilities with family, we don't take that time to ourselves to look inward. And the thing is, is this is not supposed to be a break from from your normal life, you know, just to and then get back to your normal life. It's to say, okay, you know. where where do I want to go next? No, it doesn't matter what age you're at, right? You could be a young person. You could be, you know, well into your seventies. I've had, you know, an 81 year old guy called me the other day and said, he'd finished a 12 hour walk. Like there's no limit on, it doesn't matter where you're at in your life. That question still pertains, right? What is your efforts?
0: Well, I do want to say that when I said one word would sum it up would be intense. Now there's a different type of intensity. And, you know, as we're talking about this, I'm reflecting on the first few hours, the first few hours, I had a re- lot of really deep introspection that I haven't had in a while, where I thought about like a lot of the roadblocks I've had over my career, uh, over my life, a lot of the bad things I've done that I you know, I wish I could take back. And then as I got through that, I started planning on the future and having a future that's clearer, have it a, have a more focused, and finding that Everest. To me, yeah, the endurance stuff is great. It gives me a goal and a plan. But there is a lot more that I want to do that's outside of that. You know, if I build that up, it builds my body. My body, if my body gets built up with more endurance, it clears my brain. And I really want my brain to be focused for when I move on to the next phase of my life. I don't want to be, I want to be at 50, the best shape I've ever been in my life, but also mentally be in the best shape I've ever been in my life and get rid of all of this stuff. And having 12 hours to sit and reflect, it's more. Six hours, eh. four hours, eh, you can sit in a, anywhere for four hours. But I think once you get past that eight or nine hours, you really start getting deeper into it. And that's why I would tell people to sign up for it, get the book, read it, listen to it, because it's like a plan. And a lot of people won't take that next step unless they have a plan and have an opening. You know, when you start having these conversations like we're having now, where everybody could do this, I'm, I'm sold on it. And it's not like some weird mumbo jumbo thing. It's simple as a 12 hour walk to clear your head.
1: No, I love that. I love what you say about the sort of the back half of it, because of course, you know, uh, and it's only human nature. And I, I, I I totally respect these questions when they come for me, they come to me, they can say like, well, what about, a Two six-hour walks, one on Saturday, one on Sunday. What about a, a four-hour walk? You know, what, you know, I'm trying to you know kind of split it up. And I, I think it's interesting what you said. And then I always tell people, I'm like, hey, walk as much as you. I'm not telling you to not go on shorter walks, but that's not the twelve-hour walk. And a lot of the magic of the twelve-hour walk is sort of this compounding or exponential effect that happens in the, in those later hours. Like, the, I you know, everyone's different, but. You know, every time I do it, I find the first few hours, like I still got all this like clutter in my brain, you know, all just the day to day stuff that I'm like, oh, this, I got to do that. You know, I doing a little to do list and I'm like, okay, wait a second, what, what am I doing? And then that, I kind of get to the deeper layer. And as the hours tick on and my body gets a little tired, I find myself, you know, uh, a little bit more tapped in all the way till, you know, those last couple hours are oftentimes the most potent. And, and sure, you, your body's tired in that moment. But I had a similar thing happen when I was walking across Antarctica solo. Um, and kind of the part of the origin story of the 12 hour walk, which, it, you know, is, is more explained in the book itself, but is I was walking 12 hours per day, every single day, 54 days, pulling a 375 pounds, uh, sled behind me to try to become the first person in history to cross Antarctica and, my body was breaking down man. I, I couldn't carry enough food with me to fully you know, replenish all the calories. You know, I was a, you know, bag of bones by the end, hips sticking out, ribs sticking out, um, you know, frostbite on my cheeks. If, if you see the picture of me, I got like tape across all my face because I'm so beat up. My wife barely recognized me when I got home. But it, crazy enough, as my body declined because of the silence, because of the stillness, because of the solitude, my mind got sharper. My mind got sharper. I tapped into these flow states, and by the end, you know, I felt deep fulfillment, deep resonance, deep clarity within my mind, body, soul. Um, and that that was incredibly powerful. So sometimes, by switching through some of those physical barriers, it actually allows us to uh, find some clarity within our own minds. And the twelve-hour walk certainly—that's um, part of the, part of the magic of the twelve-hour walk. Definitely,
0: I think. Another thing about it, too, is like to me, I, my background is heavily vested in law enforcement, military and stuff like that. And the most alive I felt was in these days where it's either I've been up for days. I've been my body's exhausted. Um, I'm sharing that experience with other people. It's, you know, a lot of people call it embracing the suck or living in a suck. And you just you feel it. And those are the memories you have. Like, I'll remember the 12 hour walk. I'll remember taking on these different feats. I'll remember being in that. But I'll also remember at the end of it, the way your mind feels. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it's really like a runner's high. I think maybe it is. Like when you go through a certain, you know, let's say you get done with a half marathon or whatever, and you're like, ah, I'm not saying a marathon because I'm, you know, I'm not going to run a damn marathon. Come on. Uh-huh. But uh, you know what I mean? It's like that that feeling you get. And, you know, I watched a couple of interviews before and I, you know, I see like the people like on your rowing and, and stuff like that are, are coming from the business area, entrepreneurs, a lot of people in that spectrum get into these types of things because I think they need it they need to find that adrenaline package that you don't get anything the same thing with you is like when you do these certain things there's something about that adrenaline about that feeling and about when it's over with that accomplishment I unless you do something you, you can't really explain it
1: no absolutely and it I love what you said there because you know I often say to people like What'd you do last Tuesday? What'd you do a month ago? What'd you, you know, like there's so many days that pass by in our life that we don't even remember, right? We're just doing our thing, we're in our routine, um, etc. Whereas to your point, if I ask you five years from now, hey Jason, do you ever do this thing called the 12-hour walk? Like, you're gonna be like, Yes, absolutely. Like you're gonna fully remember it. You're gonna remember details of it, you're gonna remember uh potentially even say, I didn't even realize it in the moment, but I had a thought out there that. I changed this thing about myself or I did this other thing before my 50th birthday or that shifted for me within my business, my relationships, etc. Right. So that the time will will tell on that. But a 100 percent, man, I mean, it's a very it's a very interesting thing um, to to realize that you can make these memories. And one of the, you know, the common limiting beliefs I write about in the book is I don't have enough money. And I, and I talk about how, you know, I grew up with very few resources and I dreamed big dreams and had no idea how I was going to figure out how, um, to get there. You know, i let the book do, tell the storytelling. Um, and it's this sort of mindset of scarcity, um, versus abundance and how we can cultivate abundance in our life financially. And in other ways, it's a mindset shift, but, you know, irregardless of money, sometimes we think, Oh, to have a, uh, a monumental event in our life, or I go on to be on, you know, some great vacation. I, you know, I need to have more money or I need to fly this or be on a boat or, you know, whatever, you know, that is. And, you know, ironically, you know, one of the offerings of the 12 hour walk is to say, if that's a lemonade belief you're facing, like I am telling you, you can do something that you will cherish, remember, have deep impact that will be fun to talk about, fun to reflect on, etc. literally out your front door and it will cost you nothing. Like, period.
0: Absolutely, and I can, you know, I purposely don't buy a lot of crazy things. I purposely wear the same Nike pair of shoes I got on clearance off of the Nike app. I have nice shoes, man. I'm not lying. I got some really cool shoes here and there, but I wear these thirty-five dollar Nikes, and I wear them every time I rock, every time I do anything, and I wear them on this. And I'm, I wear those because I don't want to tell people that you don't need to go out and buy a fancy gear. My philosophy has always been this. So if I I put a lot of videos out on Instagram and stuff like that, you know, motivational stuff, I always end it by saying, look, it doesn't have to be pretty and it doesn't have to be perfect. You just have to move. And if you can't move, then change the fuel going in your body because as your body changes, you'll be able to move. Mm-hmm. So the more you get out there and the more you do things, you don't need fancy equipment. You just need to move.
1: Absolutely. I 100% agree with that.
0: I'm thinking a book. Now you actually have the website out now and you guys have an app coming up in the future?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um literally eminent within the next couple of days. The book's out now. The website is live, 12hourwalk.com. Anyone can go there and sign up. It's completely free. You know, but by picking that date, by committing to that date, to by saying, hey, I'm doing this, I become your accountability partner. I'm gonna follow up with some emails, some tips, some tricks, some FAQs. Um, you know, we can to basically start this dialogue. We all know that accountability helps. And then to even further that, you can do the 12 hour walk any day, any day that fits into your schedule, put it on your calendar, commit to it, you know, get the babysitter, take the day off work, you know, whatever that is you need, you know, be be like this guy I told you, walk through the whole night if that's the only way it's gonna fit in, you know, find a way to make it work. Um, you know, one of the common limiting beliefs is I don't have enough time. And I've, I've found that um, we do have enough time. It's just a matter of how you prioritize that, you know, you maybe don't have enough time tomorrow or next week or whatever, but if you look out far enough, you know, you can figure this out um, and make it happen for yourself. Um, But the other thing is, 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 yeah, the app is coming out very soon, hopefully out here in the next few days, um, but definitely uh, very, very soon. Um, And that, you know. Basically, your phone's in airplane mode, but people were like, but I'll get lost. I'm not going to have maps. I want to know how far I went, you know, whatever. And so the, the, it basically is a, a map database that helps track you, tracks your walk, um, you know, records record, records the necessary elements of the walk, but allows you to be like, okay, my phone's in airplane mode. I don't need to like go check my Google Maps and my Strava and my this and that and get sucked into your phone because it's really meant to be a day you know, where you're, you know, more or less off devices. So the the app will be out very soon. I'm excited uh, about getting that out into the world um, as well as, as this movement continues to build. I mean it seems like just literally every single day more and more people are doing the walk, completing the walk, talking to me about their experience with the walk. And then on September 10th, like I said, you can do it any day, but on September 10th, we are inviting mass participation. I'll be doing the walk on September 10th. Um, and that's just to say, hey, look, if you're looking for a date and go, I don't know when I should do, this, or, do it with us on September 10th. And what I mean us is there's thousands of people around the world signed up to do this walk on September 10th. Um, and and that's alone. That's still out your front door, but it's alone together. There's some accountability knowing there's other people out there in that day. And we'll probably do some fun stuff, like get some folks together on on Zoom before and after to kind of, share that experience, having all done it on the exact same day, uh, from around the world, which is, uh, which is going to be fun, um, as well, but, uh, you don't have to wait to be on vacation. You don't have to be on the other side of the world. You don't have to be in this perfect idyllic trail. I encourage people to do this right out their front door. So there's nothing stopping you from going on the website, 12 hourwalkcom picking your date, signing up, um, and committing to, to making this change in your life, making this positive change. There is a ripple effect of positivity on the other side of this walk. No doubt.
0: Steer clear of social media is the other thing too. Clear your head, and this is about it's about having fun as well. I would recommend, I you know your I brought my phone. I was I plan on doing some notes on there, but I would recommend if I did it again was to bring a little notebook and pen because I'd like to capture some of the thoughts that I had. And the other thing too is bring some snacks, and, oh yeah, <laughs> and water, <laughs> snacks and water.
1: Yeah, there's a whole FAQs page on on the mm-hmm. website. You know, if you, where do I go to the bathroom? What should I eat? what, I, what kind of shoes should I wear? That kind of stuff. So uh, if you're you know have those kind of questions, that that's all there on the website as well. And then do my best to to answer those for everyone um, as well.
0: Well, now I have to go and read your first book and check that one out and see this whole story of Colin O'Brady. Colin, you're truly a protagonist, man. I like it. I like following your journey. Do you have any other big events coming up? I know you just launched the book and you're you're doing this, but do you have any? Major life changing events or feats planned
1: um uh you know i always got a list uh i always got that bucket list and adventures that i want to take i haven't uh, announced anything publicly yet but there certainly uh will be other adventures uh in in my future there's no doubt about that that's part of what uh fuels me makes me feel alive makes me feel full and complete and i always learn so much um from these experiences and so the 12-hour walk is really a reflection on um the the different feats as well as as you know from reading the book the ups and downs the failures the getting scraped up along the way um but ultimately um you know Taking that wisdom, learning, and growing, and hopefully um, spreading that as far as wide as I possibly can. I talk about this mindset in the book called "A Possible Mindset," which I define as an empowered way of thinking that unlocks a life of limitless possibilities. And that's the world I want to live in. I want to live in a world where people are are lit up, they're excited. I open this with a more depressing quote, a, a Henry David Thoreau quote, which says, "The mass of men lead lives of quiet desperation." Um, and I, 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 you know, I think we can all know what Thoreau was talking about a hundred or so years ago, because we still see it in our day-to-day life. People who just don't have lost the passion for living. Um, And the 12 hour walk, you know, whether you're in that state of mind or in another state of mind, I think we all know that we can live an even more passion filled uh, life. Um, And the 12 hour walk, taking that time to tap into your body, mind, soul, taking a break from, you know, social media and stuff for a day can be a very, very potent and powerful medicine um, to lighten you up and getting that passion back.
0: Awesome, brother. Well, I appreciate you coming on. And there is an open invite if you want to do the Murph challenge. I don't know if you know what that is. It's a mile, it's a mile run, hundred push, no, hundred pull ups, two hundred push ups, three hundred squats, and then a mile run with a twenty pound vest on.
1: Every single day.
0: No, just one. What well, just once? It's the okay. Murph challenge. If you look it up, you'll see that a million people are doing. Yeah, that. yeah, it's yeah. Great.
1: I've heard of it. I've heard of it. I'll have to check it out, man. It check like it out. We're doing it in sure. October.
0: New awesome, virtual. man.
1: Love it, love and it, love the it! The
0: protectors podcast is an official host. So amazing,
1: I love that, man. Well, awesome. Uh, well,
0: you be safe, and everybody go out there and pick up the twelve-hour walk. Thanks, man. Thanks, Colin.